I love my HBCU And boy I love it, love it I love it, love it I love my HBCU And man I hope my team they won one I hope my team they won one Yeah, man I hope my team they won one I hope my team they won one I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who the ball, the ball. So listen to Professor Yessa and pay attention cause he gonna teach a lesson. With us as always, visiting Professor uh, Dr. A.D. Drew coming in. And then uh, we talked a, little, a lot yesterday, I mean, uh, on Tuesday, about uh, that Black College Sports uh, Network family. And Sonya Stamps is part of that Black College Sports Network family. She has her show, She Say, She Say, on here. Welcome in to Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab, Sonya. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Now, now you have a, a really, really phenomenal show, and I want to say that um, – uh, in terms of the type of guests that you bring on, you've interviewed uh, heavy hitters not only within uh, HBCU athletics, but uh, people in general. And just tell the people who aren't as familiar with uh, She Say about your program. Well, um, the name of my show is She Say, She Say Sports Podcast. And I don't only um, talk sports. I talk to entertainers. I talk to um, actors, comedians. Um, it's been a pleasure just listening and listening to people's stories and getting to know some of my favorite um, sport athletes or some of my favorite entertainers. So it's been pretty cool. I've enjoyed it a lot. And you have uh, one of the shows, Legends of the Sip. Uh, yes. You know, you're, you're based there in Jackson, Mississippi, but uh, talk a little bit about Legends of the Sip. This segment is my baby. I so enjoy it. Um, Brian Wanky Adams, who used to, he's a Hall of Famer from Alcorn. He and I came up with the concept of Legends of the Sip, and we speak to um, legendary Mississippi athletes. We've had Lindsey Hunter, Audie Norris, um, James Hollywood Robinson. Um, this last week, we talked to Coach Dot Murphy. She was the first female football coach at Hines Community College, and that was such a joy. We've to meet Coach Coach Reed, we've had some amazing guests. And so we do maybe six to seven shows every season. This is our second season. So I'm truly enjoying that. And you had uh, one of my all-time favorites uh, on the show. Uh, he's Mahmoud. known now, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf back Abdul then. Uh, growing up in Mississippi, I mean, yes. for, for anybody who doesn't know the story of Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, of course, his documentary is showing on Showtime, but... Uh, we knew him as Chris Jackson yes. uh, growing up in Mississippi. And for everything that you see with Steph Curry now, it was Chris Jackson, yeah, later Mahmoud Abdul-Rahou. Yeah. That was him back there. But it's great to have you on Dr. Bill's uh, Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Uh, welcome. Uh, this you. is episode 401 of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that covers 
Sporting Diaspora and all things HBCU sports for institutions large and small from the NAIA to the NCAA. Uh, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture and HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Charles Bishop, along tonight with A.D. Drew and Sonia Stamps. We are filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to our KCOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer himself, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. So now that we have the preamble out the way, A.D. Drew, what's going on, my brother? What's going on? You know something? I'm mm. mad at myself, and I'm mad at you guys about Tuesday's show. Show number mm. 400. I'm listening. This, okay. go, this should be good. <laughs> oh, you got you gonna you gonna love this when I put this together. Tuesday was June 6th, correct? It was. 0606 was the <laughs> show date for 400. Hey, that hey, that wasn't coincidence. That we, we knew what was happening with that. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. And then wait a minute, let's take it one step further. In 23, two times three. Oh six. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised y'all didn't throw that out even behind the scenes. Oh, you know, uh, it was uh, it, it was it was a subliminal thing that we had going. So we knew we knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and 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 you know you know what's interesting about it? Uh-huh. Uh, when we were at the SWAC tournament, and I, now I see Dr. Kavir intentionally did it. He snuck an extra show in there. To get to get it on track so that show number four hundred was on 0606. Y'all hey, think he, y'all slick. If you know one thing about Dr. Kavir, he's gonna brand this uh show with, with some alpha in there somewhere. So uh, 0606, <laughs> it was perfect. Uh you know, we always start the first segment off. We we get into some news and notes going on or in and around uh HBCU athletics and and unfortunately start today's show off on a, a bit of a summer note, but I wanted to make sure uh, we brought her to light. Lawrence Johnson, legendary uh, HBCU sports photographer. He passed away. Uh, of course, uh, uh, many of us are familiar with his work, especially within the MEAC and CIAA. Uh, but uh, tributes pouring in all across social media. And I definitely wanted to uh, pause and take a, a, a quick moment of silence uh, for a sports photographer, prominent photographer, and a fixture on the HBCU sports scene, uh, Lawrence Johnson. So we could take a small second here. Thank you. So definitely wanted to uh, send condolences out to uh, Lawrence Johnson's family uh, in terms of uh, the passing of him. But uh, as we continue to move forward, uh, AD, I, I know, man, you're, you're a big fan you guy, and they had some big news uh, happening over there on the highest of seven hills. What's going on over there? Oh, we just got a, we got a few new uh, facilities there at Florida A&M University. No, well, slow down, everybody. <laughs> we haven't won that lawsuit that we're going up against the state of Florida yet. This, these facilities aren't costing anything because they're not anything new. We're just going to call them something new. And that being the football field, which will now be the, and, and let, me, let me make sure I get this correct as I try to pull this up. I believe it's going to be called Riley Field 
at Bragg Memorial Stadium, if I have that correct. Uh, and my my internet's running slow on my iPad at work. You know, I guess they got the uh, filters going on right now, so I'm trying yeah. to pull up the uh, pull up the article to get all the correct uh, the correct names on on everything. Uh, but they need let me go. Know. Let me go to my phone. My phone will pull it up faster. For those not familiar with uh, the name Ken Riley in terms of what he meant to Florida A&M athletics, uh, just talk a little bit about what all, uh, how phenomenal he was at FAM and what he brought to uh, uh, the FAMU athletic family in terms of having a field named after. And one of the debates a lot of people have been wondering about is why not after another legend such as a Ruby Hubbard or somewhere mm. like that who uh, who coached FAMU to titles. But Ken Riley played quarterback for the legendary Jake Gaither. Mm. Three-year three starter at quarterback. Uh, I believe he had, I want to say it was 15-year NFL, now Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. Never missed a game in the NFL. Do you know how hard it is in the 70s to never yeah. miss a game in the NFL? No doubt. When there were no rules for right. football <laughs> in the 70s in, in the NFL. So uh not then he comes back as a football coach at Florida AM University and does not win a championship while he was there, but he had some very successful and very good teams at Florida a and was there. Then he goes on to become athletic director and hires the coach that does take them to those championships, that being Billy Joe. So why Ken Riley? He played the there. Mm-hmm. He coached there. And he was an administrator there. Okay. Kind of Kind of hard to top the resume of a can of a Ken Riley on on an institution, and then Coach Wiggins gets a softball field name after her today, also. And anybody who knows anything about HBCU softball and the dominance Coach Wiggins had while she was at Florida A and M University, that was that was the no brainer. And then the. Uh, Locker room, and I can't. Uh, my mind's drawing a blank, but the locker room was also renamed there at Bragg Stadium. Also, all, all individuals very worthy of uh, of naming uh, there at FAMU, uh, all legends uh, in their own right in Florida A and M. So, uh, congratulations! Uh, and now that that has uh, been approved, man, I, I, that is a, a tremendous. Uh, boon, if you will, for the Florida A&M uh, family uh, to have those individuals associated forever with Florida A&M. So uh, kudos, Florida A&M, for making that happen. I wanted to send shout-outs to some people who have checked in with us. Carol Kellum, uh, Brandon King, Edwin Moore. Uh, <laughs> Edwin Moore, who is this lovely Felicia Allen-looking co-hosting tonight? Uh, way to go, Edwin. Way to sneak that in there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> No doubt about it. Uh, some other news and notes. College God, uh, Charles, it's, it's the George Godfather Thompson locker room. George Godfather Thompson locker room. Okay. And Veronica okay. Wiggins softball field. Nice, nice. 
That is a good uh, good yeah, look for Florida a and Yes, indeed. College Football Hall of Fame ballot full of HBCU hopefuls. So the 2024 College Football Hall of Fame ballot is out. And uh, as usual, there are several HBC-related names on the ballot. So let me go through a few of those names. Ashley Ambrose, defensive back from Mississippi Valley State. Vent, one of the all-time greatest nicknames ever. Vincent, the Undertaker Brown. Linebacker from Mississippi Valley State. Uh, he was 1987 first-team All-American. Parnell Dickinson, Mississippi Valley State quarterback, 1975 All-American. William Dillon from Virginia Union. He was a free safety there. He was a three-time first-team All-American selection, 1980-1982. Timmy Newsom, running back from uh, Winston-Salem State. Uh, he was a 1978 first-team All-American. Tyrone Poole, uh, Fort Valley State defensive back, first-team All-American selection in 1994. Some coaches on the list. Uh, Eddie, check this out. Eddie Hurt from Virginia Lynchburg. Of course, you remember him from uh, Morgan State. He led Morgan State to six. Black College National Championships and 14 CIAA uh, titles. And one of the most amazing stats ever to me with regards to Eddie Hurt, he posted 11 undefeated seasons, including the 1943 team that did not allow a score from a single opponent. So uh, Eddie Hurt is on the ballot. Uh, he put course, a hurt on some people. He put a hurt on some people, 1939, 1932 to 1939. He led uh, Morgan State to a 54-game uh, win streak without a loss. So tremendous to, to have him on the ballot. Dwayne Reed, who was a coach at uh, Lincoln, Missouri, 1949 to 1971. His team won three conference titles, and he coached 93 All-Americans in four different sports. And Gideon Smith from Hampton, coach from 1921 to 1940, he led the Pirates the 1922 Black College National Championship. So uh, all these individuals are on the ballot for the College Football Hall of Fame. So, of course, we are, are sending uh, uh, congratulations to being on the ballot. Of course, we hope for them to make it into the College Football Hall of Fame. So, uh, you know, once we come out of our first break, we're going to get into some uh, sights and sounds and some memories from this past year in college athletics, especially HBC athletics. It'll be very interesting to see uh, what you guys uh, thought about in regards to some of the news, notes, and exciting things that you saw. So once we come out of break, we'll be right back here on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Let's take a look back at the 22-23 college athletic year. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. And 
welcome back in to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Charles Bishop hosted tonight, of course, with A.D. Drew and Sonya Stamps of She Say, She Say. Uh, Sonya, we were talking in the break, you know, uh, uh, we were going to get into some of, uh, you know, some some top top 10 lists, if you will, over this past season. But we were talking about uh, 06, 06 the other day. But you had some, you, you, you threw something out there. I, I totally forgot about it. Yeah, you know, you all would, you know, just talking about your 06. I know that's your love. I'm a Delta, so I get it. I get it. 1913. However, you forgot June 7th, Prince Roger Nelson's birthday. Uh, He would have been 65 years old yesterday. And um, I just wanted to know, AD, what's what's some of your favorite songs? Oh, adore. Your top three. Let's see. Adore would definitely have to be one. When doves <laughs> cry, huh, let's see. I mean, that 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 there's there's so many of them. I mean, you can yeah. go when he kind of when he kind of rocked it up, like you you sexy mother. Yeah. Or you can go all the way back to Little Red Corvette. I mean, there's just yeah. so much so that that you you could do. But uh, I like I like the old older school. Prince so you're, you're more B- before the simple. I like Prince before the simple song. So I like so Prince really, all over, but so you really like the revolution versus um be- better than power the new power generation. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those those songs kind of I guess because I grew up with those songs right. from Prince of the Revolution versus the new power versus the new power generation and everything, you know. But you know, Prince, the only person who I ever know who did everything on his album from producer to play yeah. the drums, play the guitar, to play to sing, to you know, the the whole yeah. the, y'all, got y'all, Edward, y'all got Edward Moore just naming songs in the chat. It's just <laughs> just calling songs out. Well, <laughs> and you know <laughs> the door. Okay. Charles, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, door door, door probably number one. Uh what yeah, a door probably number one. Then uh I'm gonna rank for me, I go purple rain right under a door, and then uh pink cashmere. So okay. yeah. oh, forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm I'm a huge I'm like a for real, for real Prince fan. So and not saying you guys aren't, but it's just I can't I'll just say three of my favorite ones is um, Ballad of Dorothy Parker, If I Was Your Girlfriend, um, ooh, Alphabet Street. I mean, it's just... See, see, this this is the entertainment part that you bring to the show yeah. today. See, we, we can sit around and talk HBCU Athletics all day, but you, you introduced this element of uh, this, a little bit of entertainment. Because, you know, that's my first love. Sports is my second love. So, but mm-hmm. it's just... Yeah, so, but I'm more um, the revolution versus New Power Generation. Sign of the Times, um, that album that came out at 87, that was the last, um, the revolution album. And Y'all then, just got pulled in with more just going down memory lane. My goodness. <laughs> 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 let, let, me try to, let me try to put this car back on the, on the, okay. on the track. <laughs> so we were talking and we wanted to get into a little bit of conversation uh, tonight about uh, just the athletic year in general, of course. Uh, we, we've gone through the entire season, 22-23, uh, football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, you know, everything under the sun, bowling. But uh, 
I just wanted to try to get into a little bit of conversation in terms of uh, we've all covered uh, uh, various sports at, at any point in time during the year, but what were some of your fondest memories uh, during the course of this past uh, sc- school year in terms of what it is that you watched or covered? Sonya, go for it. We'll, let, we'll start ladies first. Okay. Well, one of my favorites, <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm, I'm a Jackson State University alum. So, of course, I'm going to talk about my Tigers. Um, game day, ESPN game day, um, our, our, our game between, I mean, our game against Southern, we won the game 35 to zip. I'll just tell you how the day went for me just a little bit. Of course, we got up very early because we wanted to make sure we were on TV. So that was very, very important. <laughs> so we did make it on TV. Uh, my She Say, She Say sports sign made it on TV. So all was well with the world. Um, the day was pretty rainy, but it was 50, it was 50 plus thousand um, fans still that came to the game. But this is what really, and Charles, I talked to you about this and I want your, uh, your perspective on it, you know, cause you were, you were on the field, but it was a timeout. AD, it was beautiful. It was amazing. I mean, it was, it was a little rain, <laughs> so much excitement. So, but what happened was um, the DJ, Karam Cunning, he ended up playing FNF by Glorilla. Let's go. And when I say the stadium went crazy, everybody, let's go. So we all just, <laughs> we looked down on the field, the football players, everybody, <laughs> the coaches. It was bananas. I'm getting chills thinking about it. And I will never forget that moment as long as I live. Because it was just the unity and the presence of just we were undefeated. It, it was it felt good to be a tiger that day. It so was pretty was, it was, on the field. What, yeah. what were your thoughts about that? Yeah, it was a it was a pretty organic moment, and uh, that was one of you know one of the hotter songs in the nation at the time. And for it to engulf the state, and I did. I looked up in the stands. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. This was bananas. And then you looked around and even the football players were bobbing their heads. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, so it was, it was a, a, a truly organic moment. And it was uh, it was really cool. That, that, was, a, that was a good one. That was a good one. So yeah. I had to get, you and know. also, it, it felt good, you know, beating Southern to uh, 35 <laughs> and, 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 and as all the Southern fans tune into this show, they they just tuned y'all. out right now. <laughs> I mean, what's well, Southern our is our just, biggest rival. Our All ratings four. just dropped. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, AD. You know, song you, you don't chip in football around me. He's breaking up. Wait. You guys here? Yes. Oh. Okay, AD, you're breaking up a little bit there. Well, we'll come back to you. How's that? There we go. We got you now. It's we got you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't mention raining football around me because <laughs> I was at the Miak Swack Challenge this year. Oh, not once, not twice, but three times due to rain. Kickoff was delayed in the in the middle of the first quarter. And we don't finish the dog go game <laughs> and get out of there at 1 30 in the morning because oh my gosh. 
unlike a lot of football games where I just I just go there and I'm covering it, and if I want to leave, I just leave. No, I'm actually working the VX Swag Challenge, so I'm stuck there until <laughs> they say go home. Wow. So. <laughs> I, I I do remember that one very well, AD, because uh uh yeah you were in the you were in the chat group that night one thirty. <laughs> I rolled over at Eastern time. And, yeah, yeah, you know, and that was at the same time when FAMU was having its eligibility issues with North Carolina, you know, as they went to the North Carolina game and subsequently into the Jackson State game, which we get our tails kicked fifty nine to three. In the game that we that we needed to, uh, oh, you just gonna steal my thunder and take one of my memories, huh? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> that was a great yeah. memory. Uh, I mean, if you're a Jackson State fan, that that's one that's a memory you probably uh, have filed away, and you keep that one filed away for a second or two uh, in terms of that 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 opening game win over FAMU uh, on national television. So that that was a, that was a good one. Science, um, was there another one that comes to mind? Um, before I say that, and I love Coach Simmons. He's actually been on the show. So, but you know, all all is fair in love and war when we play you guys. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Um, let's talk about the Lady Tigers. Um, the upset. Um, from Southern, we had tremendous I mean, game. Tremendous. Tremendous game. Um. Three pointer at the buzzer by Aaliyah. I cannot pronounce her last name, um, but it was 65 64. That's a heartbreaker because, you know, we had, first of all, we, we played LSU the year before, and that was an amazing feat because we almost won that game, number one. So we got much respect from Coach uh, Mulkey. And then we come into this year because we, we had a chip on our shoulder. Coach Reed said, she, you know, she had a chip on her shoulder and she was ready. And to win at the buzzer like that, it was it was such a hurtful feeling. Um, but I'm sure JSU will take care of business coming up this season, and I'm excited to see what Coach Reed and her team will bring this season coming up. Yeah, yeah, you take your head off. You take your head off to the uh, Southern Lady Jaguar uh, oh, yeah. basketball team in terms of of uh, taking on Jackson State. Jackson State, uh, when you take a look at that team coming into the SWAC tournament, they were the odds-on favorite, right, AD? Yeah. And uh, for the Lady Jaguars to take them down, uh, buzzer beer. I mean, that was uh, one of the most memorable games uh, yeah. that I watched, whether it was men or women's this past season. Uh, and to do it in the SWAC tournament, knock the Lady Tigers out, uh, that was tremendous. And then for the Southern Lady Jaguars to continue on uh, with their run to get to the uh, NCAA tournament. So uh, that was a, a great memory uh, for us, especially if you're a Southern fan and they deservedly, uh, you know, were uh, right there in the mix in terms of, of getting to a women's championship, uh, uh, slight women's championship this past season. Uh, so, you know, you take your hats off to them because that was a tremendous win and a great memory in terms of uh, HBC victories this past season. Uh, Before we move on, would you rather win by one? I mean, lose by one point or thirty points? Which 30. one the most? Yeah, 30. take yeah. Put me out my misery. I, I, I want the thirty point loss. I don't want the heartbreak. Yeah, I don't want the <laughs> that was hurtful. But okay, I just want to <laughs> know. 
No doubt, no doubt. Uh, AD, when we come back on the other side of this break, man, we're going to pick up on some of your favorite memories uh, uh, from this past season. So uh, we'll be right back here on Dr. Reveal's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. And welcome back in to Dr. DeVille's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Charles Bishop here with A.D. Drew and Sonia Stamps. And shout out to our lab listeners, Edward Moore. He's been uh, filling up the chat line uh, in terms of uh, his Prince favorites, Silas Edward McMorris, Chuck Hunt, always check in. And shout out to my guy, Chris Neely. He's sitting out there uh, watching us tonight. And and kudos to him for uh, everything that he's doing to continue to chronicle uh, those players that were at Jackson State that are now at Colorado, uh, continuing to grow the pregame show platform. And as I mentioned to you, too, the pregame show will be continuing uh, to continue to follow uh, not just Jackson State, but HBCU athletics in general. But I tell you what, he is doing a, a bang up job in terms of continuing to put content out there uh, that is just tremendous content to watch. So shout out to my guy, Chris Neal. Uh, AD, I know you got some memories from this past uh, season, man. What what are some things that are on your mind? About 700. Tuskegee picked up its 700th victory when no one thought they would pick it up. They picked it up against uh, West Alabama. That was three of the season. And not only did they pick up 700, but they went on to win their final eight games of the season starting at that point. But unfortunately, the season came to a disappointing end when they were blown out by Benedict in the SIAC championship game, who in turn was blown out, despite getting the number one seed, was blown out in the first round, excuse me, in the second round of the regional uh, D2 regions. Uh, you know, you take a look at the historical significance of that 700 victories. Uh, when you talk about Tuskegee uh, being one of the all-time blue blood programs within HBCU athletics, that is a significant feat that I, I don't even want to uh, – I can't underscore that enough. 700 wins on the football uh, field, and you talk about uh, the history of Tuskegee, Cleveland Abbott, uh, and all those tremendous teams that Tuskegee's had through the years. Uh, you talk about – uh, even the Rick Comedy years. I mean, it, it has been uh, yeah. one of those true blue blood programs. And then to do it against a, 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 a non-HBC team, West Alabama, that was, that was significant, ain't it? Yeah. And, and let's put this into perspective. That 700 is number three all time in Division Two football. That's HBCU and non-HBCU. Number three all time as they are approximately 50-some-odd wins behind the number one team. And to take an even further perspective, Tuskegee could not win another football game for the next 10 years, Charles, and no one would still catch them. Wow. That, that's, that's how far ahead yeah. of everybody else is. No, no one in HBCU land even had 600 victories, where Tuskegee is north of 700. 
That, that is tremendous. And, you know, I, I tell you, Sonia, I, I got a taste of, of the Tuskegee uh, experience. Uh, I did a game uh, at Miles, one of their fiercest rivals basketball game. And it's easily, uh, you know, you and I being from Jackson, uh, it had that Lanier vibe to it where everybody was okay. down on the court. And I tell you what, the, the intensity of the game, don't let the ball go out of bounds because it's about to be a little little skirmish going on. So it was, <laughs> AD Drew, he can attest to it. I mean, the intensity of it of that game was 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 actually one of my memories because uh, I tell you what, that was uh, just a tremendous atmosphere to be a part of in that that particular game. But I I, I didn't know AD. I didn't know how how down it goes down <laughs> in regards Dog. to that rivalry. Dogs. <laughs> You were impressed by a basketball game. Yeah. Went to Alumni Bowl and witness a football game. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a great point. Was there another – well, I'm, I'm going to throw one out there, which was a, a significant one for me this past season in terms of – and I'll go back to football, but it was uh, Jackson State versus Campbell uh, to, for oh, Jackson yeah. State to get that win – uh, against Campbell and uh, sort of set that one up this past season. You know, I, I think a lot of questions uh, were still uh, uh, in the balance with regards to Jackson State football. Uh, and a lot of people uh, around, I think, the, the HBC Universal Sporting World, if you will, uh, was very curious to see how that Jackson State football team would fare against a Campbell team. Uh, they had beaten North Carolina Central. Uh, of course, Jackson State lost to North Carolina Central in the Celebration Bowl, but this particular point in the season, uh, it was uh, all eyes on Jackson, Mississippi in terms of playing that game, and it was one of the most complete games that I, yeah. I think I've, I've watched uh, with regards to this Jackson State team in terms of uh, defensively just being on point. There's a hit in that game that Aubrey Miller uh, puts on a Campbell running back, and uh, it immediately threw me back to 1987 those uh Darian and Dennis Connor years Andre Lloyd years when, when those guys would hit you but uh it was a, a, another tremendous atmosphere to be a part of uh Jackson State taking on Campbell uh two great coaches in that game coach Prime uh and his counterpart for for Campbell but I, I tell you what that was a phenomenal experience to, to uh come out of that game with the W it really was um yeah, I, I totally agree. And that was that showed a lot of people that we were real. It was Jackson State team was football team was actually for real. It was not just a, a fluke. So I enjoyed no, it. Yeah. No doubt. Go for it, A D. What you got? All right. Now y'all gonna have to follow me on this one. ASU after dominating their conference in baseball. All season long, lose in the semifinals of their conference baseball tournament. When you say ASU, the finals. Now here's here's why you got to follow along, Charles. Which ASU am I talking about? Am I talking about Albany State or Alabama State? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Yeah, you Uh, talk about two teams that are odds on favorite all season. Forty win team. Uh, in HBCU baseball, loses in the, uh, the semifinals to Florida A&M University. Albany State, the only 30-plus win team on the Division II level, lose to 
uh, Spring Hill in the semifinals of the SIAC tournament. So same headline <clears throat> about HBCU institutions. Yeah, you talk about two teams uh, totally dominant during the course of the regular season, uh, whether you're talking about an Albany State baseball team or Alabama State baseball team, uh, and for them to come up short, uh, and it was much like, you know, Jackson State women's basketball team. These were the odds-on favorites to go into the tournament and handle their business. And uh, anytime you have that sort of upset happen, uh, it really turns the the the, uh, the atmosphere on, on its ear, if you will. And uh, I couldn't believe it. You know, Albany State, we looked at them, they won 30-plus games, and I was shocked as anybody to see that they had come up short. And the same could be said with regards to Alabama State. Well, we looked at them as being the uh, odds-on favorite in the SWAC baseball tournament. And uh, you take your hats off, uh, Florida A&M, uh, in terms of the, the show that they put on uh, in the SWAC baseball tournament to fight back from the loser's bracket uh, and to come out and, and win the SWAC championship. They were eventually named the HBCU uh, Baseball National Champions by Black College Nines, but uh, that was a tremendous sight to behold in terms of watching the fam you run, AD. Yeah, and before I turn it over to Sonya, the, the one thing that was common in all three of those scenarios that you mentioned with those championship teams, Jackson State, Albany State, and Alabama State, was the fact they did not even make the championship game of the conference tournament. They all lost in the semifinals of the conference tournament. I think that was the more alarming thing. If a good team gets beat in the championship game, hey, you you can kind of live with it if you're a fan of that team, but to not make the championship game after having such a dominant season, that for the fans of those teams, I know it had to hurt you guys as Jackson State fans, and for me, as you know, I live in the Albany area now, so I've—they're kind of my adopted HBCU team. Outside of my, of course, my Rattlers and my uh, Tuskegee Golden Tigers, so they are my adopted team now. So it, that kind of hurt me, not to even make the championship game. Ah, that's understandable. That's totally understandable. I say, I know you got to get out of here. What is one final memory on the way out? Well, um, I have one. She's my namesake, my soror, Commissioner Sanja Steeles. Um, this was her first full year as MEAC Commissioner. She's doing amazing things. I actually talked to her a few months ago um, on the show, and she's making things happen. She's moving stuff. And I, if I remember correctly, and Charles, I you may have read this. I think I read the other day that um, the AD from Alcorn, he's going to... The MEAC, yeah, correct? yeah, Ray Noidito. Uh, he's mm -hmm. in Alcorn going back, uh, going back to the MEAC. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. kudos <laughs> to Ray Noid in terms of the time that he spent at Alcorn, but he's going back, uh, to a, an environment that he's tremendously familiar with. He's also a fellow okay. Mississippian. So, mm -hmm. uh, kudos to Ray Noidito. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. Uh, Commissioner Steeles is doing yeoman work up there at the MEAC. So, and she's doing great, great things, and I'm so proud of her. So, yeah. yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Before you get out of here, I, I, I got to show I got to have you put it together for me. Okay. I need, <laughs> I need Sonya Steeles. I need Baker <laughs> Barnes. And I need Jackie, Jackie McWilliams all on the same podcast with you doing the interview. That would be so freaking dope. Now, I, I, Kiki, Dr. Barnes, I'm sorry. She's been on the show a couple of times. I've never had um, Dupree. That would be really nice. 
Let you me got all three of them. I know they've I know they've been done separately. I want to get them all in the same space. Let's let me work on that. That would be nice. So thanks, uh, for that for that for that uh, idea. If any of those commissioners are listening, uh, science will be reaching out to you very shortly. <laughs> no doubt. Well, just, give me, just give me the credit. Just just run my name at the bottom. Of the I'm the definitely going to give you the credit, AD. Absolutely. You gave me the idea. You hear that, Roy? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, Sayed, it has been a pleasure having you on here and contributing to Dr. DeVille today. Uh, again, tell uh, everyone where they can see you and your podcast. Okay, my show comes out every Friday morning at 9, 9 a.m. And you can look, um, She Say, She Say Sports on Facebook. On Instagram, She Say, She Say Sports 23. And please subscribe to our YouTube page, She Say, She Say Sports. I have a Twitter, but I I really don't use it that often, so I didn't get that. <laughs> so, But absolutely, please subscribe to our YouTube page. We have great content. Really, no really doubt. Good. And before we get out of here, I'll say hello to Jane back there for <laughs> no doubt That's my girl she's the reason why i do what i do i love yes indeed a, a pioneer in the sport of yes. uh, in sports broadcasting well thank you once again and as we come back when we come back from this break me and ad uh we'll close things out and we'll uh relive a few final memories of that 22-23 sports year that was we'll be right back here on dr Ville's inside the hbcu sports lab this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. And welcome back in to Dr. Bills Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. And before we go into further, a couple of quick PSAs. I uh, definitely want to make mention of AD, you had an individual in terms of Black College Sports Network that we might make sure we mention. The read. There we go. Uh, hey, make, there's a scroll going across the bottom. Make sure you read that scroll and make sure you, if you are a teacher, new and current teacher, uh, go to the link that is on the bottom of the, sc- sc- of the screen. I, I can't talk right now, Charles. Go to, the, <laughs> go to the link on the bottom of the screen and sign up for Stride Professional Development. 
Stride has uh, new and exciting programs for all of those in the educational field, whether you're whether you're a K teacher or a twelve teacher. That would be K twelve, Charles, right? Yeah, anyway, K twelve. <laughs> Stride has uh, continuing education for you. Uh, they have six months and twelve month uh, plans for those, and they are giving this away right now. So uh, they have six months, twelve months, depending on your personal schedule on what you need to do. So for all our educators out there, because we know most of these HBCUs were built as teacher schools or ag schools, so we're focusing on the teacher right now. Anyway, let's try and help you out. No doubt about it. And another quick PSA, uh, who, whomever your favorite team is, uh, whoever you're, uh, uh, you're, you're an alumni of, be sure to purchase uh, your season tickets for the upcoming season because uh, these athletic programs, they uh, rely on your support. So I wanted to make sure I threw that out there. Whoever your favorite team is or you're an alumni of, uh, be sure to you, you support those athletic programs because they surely need your support. Uh, let's get back into it, A.D. Uh, a, a couple of more, you know, memories of 22-23 uh, school year that was that uh, you know, might jog some people's memories with a few of these. I'm going to quick. I'm going to do quickly. I'm going to do all, all these that I'm going to list right now happened in 2022, Charles. Let's see if I jog your memory with any of these things. How about Lane defeating Tennessee State in overtime back in September? Hmm. How about, about North, that one. How about North Carolina Central defeating number 25 New Hampshire on the road 45-27 back in, back in September? Uh how about in October? You'll love this one. How about that Jackson State Bethune Cookman game when Shadour threw five touchdown passes and the defense tied a record with not one, not two, but three safeties in the same football game, Charles. I know you remember that one. I do remember. Hey, and you got some Tennessee State folks up. Like, why you got to bring that lane when they're up again? <laughs> <laughs> Brad, Brandon King, you're not on his, you're on his <laughs> naughty list. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, already mentioned uh, Benedict getting dominated in the after dominating everybody in the regular season, they get dominated in the Division Two playoffs in their in their first round loss. About FAMU volleyball going down the uh, got three we got three volleyball teams. FAMU traveled to UF for their regional. Tennessee State traveled to Ohio State, and Delaware State traveled to Nebraska. Uh, I can't recall the time when we've had three volleyball teams that made it to the regionals, Charles. So, mm, that's good point. How, how about in December when the Power Four uh, announced their collaboration? That's the four HBCU conferences in the NCAA HBCU conferences. Uh, this was a bittersweet one for you, Charles. Coach Prime uh, made his announcement after the Celebration Bowl loss that he was going on to Colorado. And then after the, the thrilling Celebration Bowl. The, the, the Celebration Bowl coming down to the final play mm-hmm. of uh, the game. Win or lose. I know you was on the wrong side of that, Charles, but it was such a thrilling game. That and was then, a tremendous game. Yeah. And then Ed Reed uh, agreed in principle to coach the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. Put a pin in that one, y'all, till we talk about 2023. But anything in 2022, Charles, that I mentioned? I'm going to go back to the Celebration Bowl game, which was – uh, one of the most uh, phenomenal games that I've watched uh, in a long time. When you talk about the intensity of the game, uh, that last drive by Jackson State, 
uh, for literally for it to come down to the last play, Travis Hunter making that catch and sending it into overtime. And then you take your hat off to North Carolina Central. Uh, they they got the plays done when they needed to get the plays done. There was the the, the dropped catch in the, in the in the end zone for Jackson State. Jackson State subsequently lost the game. But the game itself, uh, Jackson State, of course, being on the losing end, but the game itself was one of the most uh, phenomenal games that I've watched in probably 20, 25 years in terms of uh, just being on the edge of your seat. And uh, I, I can't take my hat off enough to uh, North Carolina Central Trey Oliver. Uh, he had his team prepped and ready to go in that game. Uh, Jackson State fighting back on that last drive. It was just one of the most phenomenal games I think that I've watched in quite some time. Of the games that I have actually witnessed live as far as football games, I'm not talking about on my iPad or TV or anything. The only game that I have ever been to that was – that may have been on that level was I was at the Florida A&M North Carolina A&T game. That was 2019. That game was, was, I believe that game was in overtime also when, uh, Oh, I can't do it. When we, we won the game with a a throw in the back of the end zone. When I say we Florida A&M, that's the only game that I have ever been to that I can recall that had that type of drama, but I have to slightly put that Jackson state, Central game above it because it was a championship game. It was a championship game. It was for the Black College National Championship. So uh definitely want to um, acknowledge uh, uh, that celebration being celebration bowl being for the Black College National Championship. Kudos to North Carolina Central and Trey Oliver. Uh, any any other final ones that uh, you mentioned? We turn the page. Let's go to twenty twenty three. Let's turn the page and go to twenty twenty three. Let's pull that pin out the wall. The Ed Reed debacle. At Bethune Cookman, you know, both there's things on both sides of the story. There's still some things that haven't came out with that. Not, we're not gonna get into that discussion right now because we just talked about beverage. But that that debacle just kind of consumed the month of January in HBCU land. We'll just we'll just leave that one right there. Let's go to February, Charles. How about the GCAC basketball tournament? You might have mm. spoken, but both the men. And the women's championship game came down to literally the final play of the game as both of them were won on buzzer beaters. So a lot of y'all slept on that GCAC conference, but I watched it and it was all the drama that you had in that uh, celebration bowl. We had They had in the hardwood. In that GCAC basketball tournament, y'all. Coach Eric Struthers and his two little Bulldogs. Uh, a shout out to Coach Struthers who watches this program from time to time. But uh, I tell you what, uh, tremendous year. And we, we had that debate during the course of uh, February uh, in terms of GCAC basketball versus the CIAA versus the SIAC, who was sort of the, the better Division two programs in there. So that's a good one, AD. I like them. I don't know who was the better program, but they definitely had the most thrilling tournament of the three that you just mentioned right there. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, we already mentioned uh, the JSU uh, upset on the women's side. How about TSU? That would be Texas Southern coming from the eight seed to win the men's uh, tournament. How about Virginia Union making it to the second round of the Division Two tournament and came within uh, a couple of baskets of making it to the third round of the Division II basketball tournament. 
Moving on to April, Charles. How about Benedict winning their fifth straight women's track title in the SIA? Another That's a good one. Yeah. That uh fell, fell under the radar. We already talked about uh the two ASU Charles. Let's talk about Edward Waters University softball. Dominate the only 40 win softball team out there running through the SIAC tournament. And they aren't weren't even eligible to go to the NCAAs because they're still uh, going through their transition. Tremendous year for Emma Waters, yeah. yeah. We mentioned, fam, you went in the SWAC tournament. Let's flip it over to the month of June and talk about the performance that they had in the NCAA regionals. Despite going 0-2, the performance that they had against the University of Florida and against Connecticut and having the first the first player ever making the all-regional team. Tyhanchi, yes, indeed. Yes, he had a tremendous region. That's yes, indeed. That's a that's a very good one. Uh, and you know what? As we you know close in up on June, uh, you mentioned Florida A and M. Right now, we have Alabama State uh, men's relay team. They're they're doing their thing in the. Um, at the uh, NCA regionals, but uh, it's been a tremendous year. Uh, when you take a look at uh, the things that we've covered, the things that we've watched, it has been a very memorable year uh, in terms of 22-23, and a lot of great tidbits that you've put out there. Uh, and if there's anything in tech that people want to remember, go for it, uh, by all means, as we get ready to close this show up. Uh, AD, man, it's been tremendous again, trying to relive some of these memories of, of the year that was, and it's always good to kind of take a show and just try to remember everything that's really gone on this past season. Yeah. And, and can I tell you where to go get the cheat sheet from, Charles? Go for it. Go go to uh, hbcusportsnet.com. If anybody has seen Alex Hines' stuff on Facebook or on YouTube, this is his website. And if you want a month-by-month of everything that has happened in HBCU – Alex Hines, any article that comes out HBCU sports related, you can probably go to Alex Hines' site and find it. So I cheated a little bit today, Charles. <laughs> and I just started clicking on, okay, October, November, December, and just got scrolling about, about 20 pages worth of stuff, went to the highlight, went to the next one. Oh, I like that highlight. It, it just started taking notes, man. So that that was my cheat sheet. And there's a lot of good articles on there that I realized that I missed as I was going through and looking at it. So go to hbcusportsnet.com. Check out Alex Hines' site if you want to pull up some of those memories. Or just keep up with uh, athletics. As you know, we, we have HBCU Sports. We have HBCU Game Day, which are two of the most popular ones. But this is one is another one that flies under the radar, like our Division Two at AIA conferences. This website flies under the radar, also. No doubt, and you great point because uh, Alex Hans does a tremendous job of cataloging uh, everything that happens with regards to HBCU. Uh, so I definitely wanted to give him a shout out. Shout out to HBCU Game Day, HBCU Sports, Kim Rashad, uh, and everywhere where we pull. Uh, a lot of the uh, HBCU information uh, for uh, the sporting public. Very appreciative to all our listeners for tuning in again. Uh, we're right up against it. You know, today's episode of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab is sponsored by the THG Agency. Uh, is, and THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Uh, for A.D. Drew, myself, Charles Bishop, it has been another fun field night of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. 
Of course, the Dean will be back with you on Tuesday. And until next week, you know how we always end this course. Use of sunscreen, Dr. Gaville. Lecture. Dismissed. Dismissed. <laughs>